On this week's episode of A Slice of Golf, we're going to discuss why my handicap has plummeted to 17 on the new system. Uh, there's, some, there's a story that will highlight this, clearly. We also have our first round with our new handicaps. We talk about joining a club when you know absolutely no one. And we talk about our plans for lockdown. This would normally be brought to you by three of us. Today, it's a two ball and it's brought to you by myself, Chris Wright. Me, Tim Williams. And not Ben Fowlis. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Slice of Golf. We have got a two ball today. Uh, we'll explain a little bit of uh, why, but it is myself and Timbo. Timbo, Hello. Good, good to have you here. Fowlis has, uh, has bailed on us this week uh, for, for fair reasons. We're uh, For those of you who are listening, uh, as we release this over the next day or so uh, you'll know that we have just entered lockdown part two uh, and the reason that this pod is so late out in the week apologies everybody uh, <laughs> is because everyone's work went a bit nuts and uh yeah we we've, we've gone where we can get it in fit it in uh at one point i thought tim was just going out on the town boozing for three nights trying to uh, get his uh, entertainment fix in but if i had now, the opportunity <laughs> Um, so today we're, we're going to be diving into a few things, uh, including a listener question that we spoke about briefly last week. Uh, so we're going to come to that. But I think, like, what, what, first of all, we'll talk about, Tim, you and I played with the first new handicap, the World Handicap System. Yep. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and then there's, uh, we've got to talk about what we're going to be doing in lockdown. So we'll dive into that. But uh, first of all, we had our rounds. We played at the uh, glorious <laughs> home of golf, Chelsfield Lakes, <laughs> and uh, uh, I, in true fashion, arrived far too late for my liking. I'm normally a love a little warm up, get a nice bacon roll, and a casual relaxed start. Ten minutes before the tea time, I think I pulled into the car park, panicking, and uh, running out into the first tee. But uh, let's talk about it. Wild handicap system. Your round, how did it go? How did what did you feel about it all? Give us the rundown. Well, in terms of handicap, it, it didn't really change a whole lot for me because it was co- as we covered <laughs> in last week, it did absolutely nothing. Well, it, it added a few points onto my handicap, but it basically meant I was playing off 18 as per. Um oh no, tell a lie, tell a lie. We were playing off the whites, so I actually got bumped up to 19. Nice you got bumped up to 19. That's right, yeah. Um so the interesting thing that I was trying to go through this week after our discussion on the pod last week was I was probably a little bit overly focused with my back, my front nine, back nine scores, having gone so deep into it last week. So we'd obviously talked in the week about how I needed to up my my calories game, up my fluids of game. Of course. So I think I turned up with, I think I had two litres worth of water and I had a flask of coffee because it was really really freaking cold on cold. um on sunday so yeah it was, it was interesting to see you turn up actually because obviously as you mentioned you were running a little bit late and r- rather than have a at least a quick putt or a chip at the practice area i, I really enjoy that you still prioritize getting your two bacon rolls to stick in the bag to take around I've, <laughs> I've been told but we got told last week by ben calories and water were going to be essential yeah, I was like, I've not eaten. I'm going to need to get calories in here. Yeah, I don't want the ten percent, twenty percent drop down on the back nine that Tim's getting. 
let's go get my calories. So I went and got my calories. Yeah, fair. I mean, by this point, <laughs> when, I, when I woke up on Sunday, I had I had scrambled eggs and three pieces of toast. Then I'd had two cups of tea before I'd left the house. And then I think in the bag, I had two bananas, a bag of Gray's protein nuts, four cereal bars, <laughs> three sandwiches. I would be delighted. I, I hope he listens back to this because he's going to be like, yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I, I had my fill of calories on me for the round. Um, now, to kick things off, something I wasn't prepared for in any way, you can pe- prepare for the calories and fluids and all that kind of stuff. What you can't prepare is for a howling wind that was basically yeah. in the face pretty much our entire round. So I thought for the first hole, it's about, from memory, it's about, 350, it's about 350 yards. It is slightly downhill and a gentle dog leg to the right. So quite quite a gentle opening hole. Now, usually I'd hit either something like a, a five iron or a hybrid to try and get about 180, 200 yards down the fairway for a nice kind of like 100 yards chip on. I thought, no, you know what? Wind's up. I need to hit something a bit more than that today. Took out three woods. Struck it well, and oh yeah, my god! At best, at best, it went about 150 yards. <laughs> it was it was one of those ones that you hit, and it just the the the, the line of the shot just went it sailed up into the air. I was like, "That's a beautiful shot." It sounded great, and then it got to the point where you're like, "I think it stopped." It literally like, like it stopped. I was like, I think it's coming backwards. Like, I think it's actually coming backwards. I think it's coming back towards us. It was just one of those ones. That I was like, that is on any other day with with no wind. That's a that's a monster of a shot, and it was just yeah. That wind was on the first tee. I was just like, this is this is going to be a painful round. Brutal. I then I'm going to be candid with this. When when I hit the shot, I hit. You said to me, that's a that's a brilliant shot because yeah. my second shot, I hit hybrid and probably finished. Genuinely, I would say four foot from the pin. Pin high, four foot, wonderful. Now, now I'm going to come completely clean. I thinned the shit out of that shot <laughs> and got, got lucky with the wind. So once again, the wind held it up, but at the time I was claiming, yep, that's what I've I meant. meant, I've meant that. Absolutely what I meant to do. No, that was that was that was an absolute thin tendo. But you know what? Fine. I, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. So beautiful. you were you were one under three one. I mean, that's pro yeah. level stuff. That that's well done, mate. I'm not sure I've ever been under par. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And there on in, um, there was never a point in my round actually on Sunday where I actually felt great. I didn't think there was an actual point when I was feeling I was playing brilliantly. I was having a few issues off the tee. I hit some, I hit some lovely tee shots, but a few there were some, there were some bad. Like we're talking uh, thin, yeah. thin that kind of never got more than about five yards off the ground, but but yeah. but went obviously. Um, now, when I found, I got told my score at the at the turn, and so I was on seven. I was on, I think I was a forty. I was either 43 or 44 for 17 points at the turn. Mm-hmm. And in yeah. my head, I was thinking, okay. that, that's taken some scrambling, that has, because yeah. there's been some not great stuff off the tee. 
and actually that I kind of carried that on for the rest of the round. I was I was delighted with my scrambling ability because I could, I think in my head I was kind of like, okay, fair enough. I think you just you react to what's going on in the day. I was like, right, my off the tee, I'm not striking this as well as I would normally or I would or I'd like to. So I think you're gonna have to focus on making your shots, concentrating on your chips, your pitching, your putts. Um and I think my generally my approach play felt very confident with, felt really good. Um it's kind of in the zone or on that um so ben fallis will be delighted to hear that my back nine i shot 18 points so i finished for a 90 point finished, yeah yeah so i finished 90 i finished 35 points uh for 90 um which absolutely delighted with um managed to get a, a 0.2 cut afterwards <laughs> beautiful <laughs> um so it was really interesting because one of those rounds where there's definitely been rounds where i felt i have been playing better and scored worse Mm -hmm. now again i'm going to be completely candid the course we played it's a forgiving course it is a forgiving course but the beauty of the new handicap system is um obviously we were playing off the whites as well so a bit of an extra challenge but the beauty of the new handicap system is it very you know your your handicap varies with the the course you're playing on the tees you're playing off so with that in mind very happy with my round i will say again winter winter tip didn't didn't bother with the trolley carried the whole time yes you did yeah 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 um mainly because i figured out that because i don't have winter wheels on my motor caddy at the moment it can't get any kind of purchase on the ground at the moment (laughs) whatsoever (laughs) the last four times i went out the battery's gone by about the 15th hole yeah you can get winter tires for it though can't you yeah i just haven't bothered to get them yet okay fine okay fair fair um, but wait wait this is a huge win so I, I hadn't realized just how much of a win this was you're and i don't know if we should tell ben or not your back nine improves you improved by one point on the back nine so whereas before yeah. you were getting worse this time you've actually got better yeah crap do i've you, also tell ben? yeah i'll tell ben um <laughs> I mean, I, I was drinking a lot more and I'll come on to you in a second. <laughs> I was drinking a lot of fluids and I was conscious of how much I was having to urinate basically yeah, uh, sure. on Sunday. That said, Chris Wright, I've never seen you wee so much on a golf course in my Good. life on Sunday. I, well, I was following the same rules. I was like, I've got to get in my liquid, got to get in my fluid, got to get in the food. Oh, I reckon I was peeing every three holes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's generous. I think I think, <laughs> I think I think it was every three holes. Now I'm, I'm definitely say, hydrated. There is no doubt yeah, about it. So I'm hydrated. Definitely, definitely hydrated. Now I will say I do have a little bit of a reputation about being a bit of a frequent weir. Yeah, on yeah. Uh, you do. I would say in winter my average is probably around five, six. <laughs> Toilet trips. This is nuts. Um, and I and I'd say that really ramps up in summer when I'm drinking more. Maybe you're maybe seven, maybe eight. Um, so yeah, so you're every two holes. Yeah, pretty much yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. I must, I, but look, I, the way I, you know, I'm always I'm always half. I think it takes my mind off the next shot I've got to play because half my mind's on the shot I've got to play and half my mind's of right. Where can I go to? Pee. Where can I nice treat go for a week? So maybe that's maybe that's a mental trick, mental, mental game tricks. and on course gains. There we go. But, and you only had I'm just looking at the scores. You had so front nine. You had two blobs, but starting with a bird, birdie absolutely yeah. just eradicates one of those. Yeah. And then back nine, you only had one bad hole, one blob, and everything else was threes and twos. Yeah. 
and a one. In the, yeah, decent. Yeah, really so good. Was, yeah, so it was 90, 90 stroke play for thirty five points with three blobs. So I was I was mm. delighted with that. Now actually, from that I kind of felt, depending on how that round had gone with this week we've got coming into going into the lockdown on Thursday, I thought, oh maybe I'll squeeze in a rain session on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. But actually. No. Felt pretty good coming off that. It's like, yeah. no, that's, that's good for me. I'll stick, I'm going to stick with that to go into my four weeks of golf hibernation. For sure. Yeah, no, love that. Mate, that's a huge win. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that Fowler's, well, I don't think one round is enough to say that Fowler's no, was 100% right. We, we, need to, we need to go for a few more and uh, uh, to back up his theory. But that's, uh, yeah, I, I actually hope it's not coincidence. I hope that's his. Hmm. <laughs> Imagine that. We're actually giving out advice on this podcast that actually helps people. That would be, uh, that'd be nuts, eh? <laughs> you know, we actually know what we're talking about? We, no, that's, no, absolutely not. I'll give you a perfect example why in a second. <laughs> uh, so my round, yeah, turned up late, no warm-up, always freaks me out. I always want to feel like I've had a good, a good warm-up. Uh, no putting that was absolutely an error because i reckon for the first eight holes i was like leaving putts short line i think i generally had but it was distance control was all over the place but used to playing off 13 new handicap has me at 16 yeah and off the whites it had me at 17 ridiculous i've got got four extra shots (laughs) (laughs) terrifying Well, the part that I think part of it is I was I genuinely think, and I think I said this last time, I genuinely believe that's an accurate reflection of my current playing ability. Genuinely. I haven't hit the one time I've hit over thirty two points this year was in the floor the four club challenge. And that for me, I've just been like I've been twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty this whole year. And so I feel like sixteen is probably an accurate reflection. And now walking onto walking onto tee boxes that I don't normally get a shot and being like, oh, I've got an extra shot here. Yep. That's a wonderful feeling. Yeah, <laughs> that is that's an incredible feeling. But yeah, my round, like my front nine, considering I'd had no warm up, couple of, I was the same. I was having quite a few dodgy shots, but then everything else around it. So I I finished on forty three strokes, nineteen point front nine. Lovely. And I, and that was finished seven, eight, and nine level par. So par, par, par. Um, was pleased with that. However, on which is the first par five when we were the one where we had the wind with us for the first time? Is it like the sixth? Uh, yeah, the sixth. Yeah, you hit a monster drive on it. Uh, yeah, you I didn't hit want a monster to, drive. I didn't okay. want to congratulate myself on the par. No, 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 yeah, but you you know, I'm, just, I'm trying to. Rec- re- so, for everyone listening. It's on the four club challenge day. I went four iron, four iron, wedge on, two part par. Right? In theory, I should just do that every freaking time. <laughs> like, why did I not do this? Take the driver out. And to be fair, I struck the driver really nicely, just started it off a bit too far right, didn't quite draw back, ended up in the rough on the right hand side. Walked up to it. And there's two, if you picture this, there's two bunkers. So you go from where I was, it was about 170 to the first bunker in the middle of the fairway. To clear the second bunker, you need to carry probably 200 from where I was standing. And and I stood there at the ball and there was one of the other guys that was with me. And I was like, 
and the bear in mind the ball was also about knee height, right? So the ball wasn't level with me. It was it was high up, maybe not knee high. That might be exaggerating, but definitely not definitely not an easy shot. I thought, and my genuine first thought was, well, I'll just take my three hybrid, carry the bunker, little chip. I've already birdied it in my mind. I've like I've carried the bunker. I've I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to chip this on, and then one putt. I'll be I'll be like walk off, happy days, loving life. Were you purely thinking about distance? Did you just have that distance and think, okay, that's how I know I've got a club that goes that far? Yeah, well, I've got, well, not only that, but it was like, it's carry 200, which I know that my three hybrid does anyway, but it's also yeah. we were with the wind. So I was like, yeah, I backed myself the distance. That I'd still back myself the distance, even if I stood there again, but I definitely wouldn't take the same shot. It was not a flat lie. The ball was a significantly raised out of the rough, a dodgy lie anyway. But I was, as you said, I was purely fixated on distance. And I step up to the ball. I swing. The ball went up more than it went forwards. And I reckon it went about two, three yards forward. Um, uh, solid top just went nowhere. And the guy that we're with just, to be fair to him, he just, he, I'd have cracked up. I cracked up. I was like, that's an awful, awful effort. Um and he was like, well, what are you going to do now? And he's like, you're going to change it. And, he, and I just went straight back to my club, pulled out the seven iron, which I should have done <laughs> first time. <laughs> he's like, why are you changing club? I was like, because I've now learned that was a shit error. <laughs> I should not have done that. Oh, and then knocked the seven iron out, which I, which was a comfortable shot. Uh, wedge onto the green, two part, finish with a six. And I was just like, oh, I've literally just wasted. <laughs> I've literally just wasted a shot trying something that I absolutely shouldn't have tried. That is part of the reason that, that I am not a single-figure <laughs> handicapper, uh, making stupid decisions. So, listeners, if you're on the course and you're thinking, <laughs> what would Chris do? <laughs> you probably want to do this something the opposite. Yeah. Um, but so I, And I think then... But the, from then on, front nine, I was... I was really, like, the next... It's a par five coming back. I just went... I hit a, tried to hit a driver low that sort of worked but went a bit left great great second shot in and was really good until the 11th and for those who remember listening to our oh, four God. challenge yeah. the 11th is the super easy par four <laughs> I mean it's 280 yards or something it's not long it's not a complicated golf hole it's just OB on the right I even said when we stepped onto the tee on Sunday, I, I was literally almost rubbing my hands and I said, right, who's going to, who's going to fuck this one up today? Cause someone's going to, it always happens. And I, and I think I, I think I even said out loud, I was like, Oh, here's the hole that everyone inexplicably bins the ball. Right. Yep. Why, why am I even thinking that step up to the tee, shank it, shank it 45 degrees, right into the trees. And then I was like, ah. Oh, I've done it. And then even my next recovery shot started it off down the right-hand side. Wind just pulls it straight across. And I was like, oh, even that's in the trees. I'm not going to have anything. Uh, found it. And then uh, binned that next shot into, again, still bin that shot, next shot out of bounds. So it wasn't quite out of bounds. Bin the next one out, out of bounds. I was like, <laughs> so I'm not, not content with not quite binning the one out of bounds. And then <laughs> the second one out of bounds. So first one out of bounds. Second one, not quite out of bounds. But the second shot of the second one, straight out, out of bounds, lost ball. So that was two lost balls on that hole. And I just thought, this, this, that for me is two, two points lost. 
maybe like that for me is just that's not good golf. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> um, and then it was really from there. I just I think I got in my own head. And there was, and I went to scrambling. Like front nine, I wasn't feel like I was scrambling. Back nine, I was like, okay, I'm now, I'm now scrambling. And I started hitting some dodgy, dodgy drives, some really ropey iron shots. But it was kind of one a hole rather than three in a row. Like whereas before, it's been I have three bad holes, four bad holes, and I just cannot get out of it. Here it was kind of like, oh, there's one bad shot on each hole. And I can kind of live with that, especially if I'm playing off 17. <laughs> I can kind of get away with it. And proven by the fact that I ended up on 34 points, I think, which, which after being off 19 on the front, I was kind of like, oh, feel like, feel like I set myself up there. Still got cut point one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the back nine was, for me, the back nine was a, a mental battle. As soon as I bin the ball on the 11, I was like, oh, this is. Oh, really? So yeah. that's interesting because I that didn't come across when I was playing with you. I thought you were kind of quite enjoying yourself. The only thing you said out loud to me was at the end, you felt like our pace of play wasn't good enough and you were conscious that yeah. we did I, I was super, super conscious about our pace of play. And not not mainly because we were playing with someone, and this isn't a go at him, mainly because he's a new, relatively new golfer. Yeah. Um, take, hits a lot of shots, takes the time. And it, but it was just getting to the point where I was like, okay, we're, we're now holding people up. Yeah. Let them play through. Let the next group play through. And I was just very conscious about our pace of play. And I was then speeding up. And I wasn't happy. Like, in my rhythm, it was no good. Like, I was I was rushing my thought process. I was rushing my shot, trying to, trying to kind of speed up, which was a mistake. And I shouldn't have done that. And I should have just, once we'd let the groups play through, I should have just chilled the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> really um but yeah so yeah the back nine i just felt was a bit of a a bit of a struggle but not as much as i have been like i actually overall really really pleased my ball striking generally was really good i was kind of playing with the wind what i thought we did really well as a group was we were and i know we probably you know we were sat late on tees going that's that's at least a two club wind yeah and being and and not letting us not letting anybody like change their mind but like that is def- and and actually go you know what that is com- i'm hitting two clubs more than i should like i would normally go for that distance yep. and i think that helped like that for me that helped i was like okay this definitely is and it would like kind of reinforce i was like okay right i've got to learn how to what to do with like distance where i want to hit it because there were some shots that i was like if i hit this and i hit it the distance i want to i've actually got to start this 15 yards left of the green See, that's really interesting because I was saying to um, one of the guys you're playing with as we were kind of walking up to, uh, when we arrived actually, I sort of said to him, look, I'm excited about this round because yes, it's winter golf, but I've basically, in my head, I've already accepted it's going to be cold, it's going to be, it's going to rain, it's going to be windy. So I was like, okay, fine. I've I've parked that in my head. I know that's happening. I then said to him, with that in mind, I'm actually quite looking forward to this because I'm quite. Oh, it's I'm, it's now like a challenge. This yeah, is now so I'm really I was actually kind of quite keen on the challenge of the conditions, and it's actually. Um, so Ben, as obviously we all know, hates playing in the winter. <laughs> hates playing in any conditions other than blaring hot sun, no wind, no rain, anything like that at all. But I actually thought, you know what, winter. 
and these kind of conditions is such an awesome challenge because exactly stuff like that you've got to think around right okay how am i going to deal with that wind that's going on if it's raining what do i need to think about then if it's a if it's a particular kind of lie you know when the ground side was like right okay what what do i need to do here that's a bit different if i'm playing in the summer you know obviously we all prefer playing in the summer definitely but there is an element of okay i can walk up to pretty much most lies if it's not obviously lost lost in the rough or the heather or whatever and you can think right okay that's my distance i know that's the club done move on whereas in winter you've got to consider right if i've got a lie that's not literally on the fairway this is not going to be as great a connection as i want there's going to be some wind to contend with there's going to be some rain to contend with what do i do here and the satisfaction of thinking because I, I i get i said to chris there was one particular shot i can't remember what it was i think i was i think i was about maybe 120 out and i said to him right normally i would hit this club but i reckon there's about a club's worth of wind coming into me so i'm going to hit this club instead the pins at the front but i'm not going to go for the pin on a day like today i'm just going to try and get to the middle of the green yeah and managing to execute it was super satisfying i was like <laughs> yeah. oh my god did you just get that? I mean, did you hear what I said? I said I was going to do something on the golf course and I actually did it. And I did it. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I really enjoy it. The wind, I don't mind as a challenge. I think the, although it's saying that, I've not gone and I've still yet to play a proper Lynx course on the coast yeah. with the wind just how, like, that. I, I, yeah, but I look forward to that. But I think for me, the satisfaction like again there was one shot that, that i'm picture, picturing i think it was a seven iron in and i was like i'm genuinely gonna have to aim this 10 15 yards left of the green if i want to land it in the middle yeah and i hit it started on the right line drifted back landed on the green and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> i've actually done like to actually think, okay, I'm basing for this wind and I'm going to have to not aim at my target to get it to get anywhere remotely close. I was just like, this is enjoyable. Like, I enjoy that. I think learning to play in that will yeah. only make you a better golfer in the summer. I agree. I agree. I, so I'm kind of going into this winter season. Yes, we're in a bit of, we're in hibernation for the next four weeks, but I'm actually really looking forward to this winter of playing golf more so than I have before. Because I think in the past, I've been a bit miserable about, I've been a bit of a foulist, to be honest. Now and and please let's all make that a, a phrase from now on. Right, yeah. um, I don't want to be a <laughs> in terms of like looking at my window on like on a on a Saturday morning, and be like, oh, it's raining, oh, it's windy, oh, no, I'm not going to go out. Um, and actually thinking, oh yeah, okay, fine, yeah, it's 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 winter, but look, we're not we're not we're not made of sugar, we're not going to melt. Yeah. Um, do, just park. Yep, there's going to be rain. Yep, there's going to be wind. Rather than getting moaning about it, let's actually think. Right, okay, how what how how do I need to play today? It's kind of like. Um, I, can, I can never remember the the golf coach who said this, but it's a guy on YouTube. Um, maybe it might be Chris Ryan or someone like that, but said if you work out that 80% of people don't enjoy playing in the winter and in the wet and in the rain, be be in the 20% that do. Yeah, 100%. What, one thing with our, I always feel on any given winter day, I always back myself. <laughs> Big part because I know that at least two other people are not going to be enjoying themselves. Exactly. <laughs> like that's, and I can go into it with a, oh, let's just go and have some fun. Like, I would all competition if it's raining, I'm all over it because I'm like, <laughs> at least two of the people that we're playing with are not going to be interested. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I genuinely think like that's I I I enjoy that. I think it's same is it's, it's like it used to be the same in football. It's just that even in football, people were like, oh, pouring down rain, it's cold. Do I want to be there? I'm like, yeah, let's go freaking have some fun. Let's go do this. Like, I think it's you have that competitive advantage immediately if you go into thinking you're going to enjoy the day, don't you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome. Okay, cool. So that's so overall delighted we're playing off 17. Uh, over the moon feels good to be in the the 34 point range for the first time of the year as well so that's fantastic but I'd, I'd, I would back myself on a windy day like that wind was brutal I, I'm still pleased with 34 points even off 17 uh, for that so it was I was super excited because we, we had a well, we had two Sunday Red events planned for this month uh, one was going to be this weekend coming we had 40 people going and obviously that has now been scarpered um so we can't be going not doing that but i was kind of super excited going into that i feel like my ball striking is improving and that's that's great but that look let's talk about lockdown let's not hide hide around the fact lockdown part two if you're in england is here i think wales i feel like wales are coming out of it in the next week or so wales coming out on the 9th of november i don't know what it means for golf clubs but i feel like they're probably going to be back open again i i have no idea oh disclaimer by the way disclaimer or sorry a plea on behalf of my uh our welsh friends if you're english and you live anywhere near the welsh border don't don't be an ass don't try driving (laughs) over to the border (laughs) wales I've bought a Wales rugby chop. Is that is that appropriate? Can I wear that and just drive across? Will I get away with that, or is that not acceptable? <laughs> you can try. Not sure how that no, goes down with our friends on the other side. <laughs> Kevin, get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're in lockdown part two, so yeah. we've got we've been told we've got four weeks a month of this. No golf goals. No golf golf courses are closed. So. My question to you, Tim, is what's your plan for the next four weeks? How are you are you going to try and focus on any part of your game at all? If so, how? Or if not, are you just going to chill and drink beer every day? What's the, <laughs> what's the plan? I mean, as much as I would love to spend my days sitting drinking beer, I mean, <laughs> this is, I do have a job other, outside of this I do need to do. But um, yeah, I, I, think, I think the interesting thing about this, this lockdown is that touch wood, it's finite. As in, we know the period of time it's going to be. We know it's four weeks, whereas obviously when we were in, earlier in the year, it was kind of a bit of an indefinite thing and we just never knew if we were going to play golf for the rest of this year. Um, all being well, hopefully December se- uh, December the 2nd rolls around, everything should be, uh, well, not everything, but kind of from a golf point of view, we should be back open and ready to roll again. So with that in mind, I think I haven't, I haven't, done this yet but i think i'm gonna just kind of plan okay i've got four weeks of not playing what what's the kind of minimum i want to be doing just to kind of keep a bit of a feeling because ultimately look there's no way there's no way i can go out and hit golf balls or you know really you know get any kind of on course practice or any swing and anything like that so what what can i control what can i do the obvious one is putting Okay, so looking at my stats, uh, I still had 35 putts for the weekend. Okay, so that is still nowhere near good enough. And was I still missing one or two knee knockers? Yeah, yeah, I was. So I think what it's going to be for me is I think there's going to be a bit of there's going to be a little bit of 
putting practice that I'm going to do just to kind of keep a bit of actual kind of um, getting reps in, if you like, of doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I think, to be honest, I think there will be a bit of it, which will be, okay, nothing I can do about it. Let's just switch off for a bit because um, I think if you're trying to, if you're fixated on, oh my God, I've got to get some sort of golf into my system in the next few weeks, I think you're just going to, you're just going to, go go a bit crazy to be quite honest so um i think it's gonna be spent putting i think i'll do a bit of a i'll, I'll probably set i'll do some goal setting and write them down nice okay um, about you know what do i want to what do i want to achieve in the next in the first month after i come back from lockdown what what are my goals for next year mm-hmm. um i've not really ri- like physically written them down before but i think i wrote i read um I, I think I've mentioned it before, um, a book by Dave Allred, who's a, uh, he's a kicking coach, but he also does a lot of work with uh, Molinari and a few other sports people about um, how to deal with pressure and setting goals and all that kind of stuff. And he, one of his big pieces of advice was write stuff down. Mm-hmm. Write stuff down is a, is a way of actually kind of, you're kind of committing to the process a little bit. So I think I'll have a look back at what I've done this year, set some goals for next year, um and then not not just set them think about okay because every setting a goal is the easiest thing in the world right and then thinking right what what yeah. are my what are the obstacles in my way what do i need to do to get towards this goal how will i know when i've got there all this kind of stuff yeah, so i think that'll be, they'll, so for a good example would be right i want to reduce my handicap right brilliant you know just so saying that, is it just, yeah i think just saying that by itself is like that's not going to help anything there's you need to right i will get my handicap down to 15 next year okay that's that's the goal i'm going to write down now writing it down is only the start of the start of the process then i've got to think about right okay fine that's all good and well but how are you going to get there and i think then it'll be a case of right have i ever played to that level if i have played to that level what did i do on that particular day took six Uh, cuts less exactly (laughs) (laughs) back at a load of my rounds. My putting is fucking diabolical at times. It really is. So maybe a big part of the process for next week, for next year is, you know what? Maybe going to the range all the time, not all the time, but like once a week, maybe go twice a month or three times a month and swap out one or two of those sessions. If you know what? Just go plonk yourself on a putting green for yeah. an hour and just just go at it so i think that's probably what that that's probably a big part of what i'll do over the next four weeks is just have a think about next year what do i want to achieve how might go about it um obviously watching every minute of the masters when that's on next week will be and how lucky are we by the way that elite sporters are being allowed to continue yeah oh my god yes so i think that's broadly my plan for the next few weeks I like it. I like it. And it's interesting you say you talk about doing the like the putting practice because I think there were several times once I definitely said out loud as we were playing the other day where I was around the green, let's say par four, around the green in two. Yep. And a year and a half, two years ago, would have backed myself to still get down like chipping a putt. I always used to love my short game. Mm. And I think I said it several times like on Sunday where I was like, I've chipped on and I'm still not in a one putt range <laughs> and I'm still giving myself a two putt yeah. and I'm still expecting to play to 12, 13 
a year and a half ago, I was doing short game practice once a week. Like, <laughs> like I haven't done a single session of short, well, maybe one session of short game practice in the last year. So I think that's fair. I think you, I'd probably agree with you and be like, right, I'll do one, one long, if I'm going to do one range session a week, for example, one long range next week, do a short game practice somewhere and do chipping and putting. I think that's, for me, is very, very noticeably where, they, yes, there's still the odd stupid shot I try that doesn't come off, but most of the shots I think I could save are going back to chipping and putting. Yeah. yeah. Chipping and putting. Um, what about you, buddy? What's, what's on the agenda for the next four weeks? Yeah, so I'm uh, definitely going to roll the putt out, Matt, back out. Definitely going to roll that back out and just be using using that. I don't know why I haven't got it out anyway, but now that I'm not allowed out to do anything, I kind of feel like this is, like, right, I can just use this especially at the time that I would normally be going to the range, I'll be rolling that back out and just doing some putting. But also, I am health-wise in the worst condition that I have been in for a <laughs> long time. Before lockdown part one, going to the gym, strength was good. Even got a message from Fowlis after I'd sent him some of my stats and he was like, dude, you can squat. I was like, yeah, I can. He was like, you've got the skinniest legs in the world. I was like, I do, but they're strong. <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can lift some weight. Oh. Um, since then, I haven't been back, haven't been to the gym, haven't done anything. Nutrition has not gone out the window, but has been poor. So um, I actually think my my one of my goals for this next four weeks is Ben's been putting out some really good videos in the group on mobility, on some on strength. I actually am going to, I won't necessarily focus on, like obviously I don't have heavy enough weights to heavy squats or anything, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to be putting in some mobility work, some exercise, and actually just focusing on getting that better and starting that and trying to get back into some level of a routine on that. I think that's going to be my four-week four week goal. If I can improve my mobility, I'm literally sat at a desk all day at the moment yeah. and, not do, and not doing any, whereas before I'd be going to the gym three times a week, doing like rolling out, like doing all the mobility work. I feel dreadful. Like honestly, like I'm just like this is this is terrible. So I'm going to use the next four weeks as a okay. Let's squeeze this in somewhere. Let's put this in a few times a week, even if it's a half an hour session or whatever, and just do some work on that. So I think that's going to be my goal. That's cool. I mean, actually, and, it's a really so sorry just to jump in. Fine, yeah. I totally feel the same as you because it's very similar. I sat, I sit on a laptop for work for most of the day. So what? What I've done is basically I've written out a grid of all weekdays f- for the next four weeks. Okay. And along the top, I've gone um, for columns of run, workout, cycle, yoga. And the goal is have to do a minimum of one of those things every single day. For how long? Like it doesn't an hour? Matter. Or... Okay, it, doesn't, it does not matter. I mean, obviously, like um, I, I'd write down the distance I run. Okay. Tally up at the end of the week, right? How far have I run? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think if it's a, I think I've worked, to, if I do like a workout, I think it's like a 40 minute workout that I'd be doing. So I'm not, I'm not going to try and get into the headspace of, yeah, I'm going to commit to doing like an hour and a half workout in my living room because to be honest, exactly the same as you, I don't have the equipment to do that. Yeah. Um, and then I think in terms of, you know, maybe doing half an hour of yoga a day or going on a cycle ride, but just, just literally having just forcing myself to be disciplined to ticking something off every day just at least i'm doing something and it might just be like a 20 minute run but at least i've done something yeah i like that i might steal that idea of ticking something off 
Mm, I like that idea. Okay, yeah, I'm going to steal that. I'll, uh, I'll I'll send you a WhatsApp with a picture of it when I'm <laughs> trying to draw it up. I like that. Yeah, so, and, and I feel like this is a good time. Like, I genuinely am like, okay, fine. I, I feel like I can I can find half an hour in a day like that. I used to find an hour, an hour and a half. Like, I'm like, this isn't this isn't going to be an issue. I'm just yeah. So I'm excited to actually get back on and actually get mm. focused on that. And, and I'm the same. I'm I'm. From actual technique wise, I'm not going to focus. I'm not going to play around in the garden doing anything. I'm not going to focus on that. I'm just going to give that a break until we're allowed back out and yeah. and do that. But putting, I'll definitely roll some putts each day. I think that's. that's just I I want to know what people in the group and what people who are listening are going to do for the next four weeks. So I can already tell you that having seen the Facebook group over the last couple of days, again, I'm pretty sure we've sold out putt out mats from amazon from american <laughs> coffee <laughs> putting mats are being bought left right and center but i think it's different this time like it's wet it's cold it's miserable mm. you're not going to really want to be digging up your garden um taking massive divots out of your lawn <laughs> like i think i think it's i think it will be a slightly different approach and i think you're right it's four weeks and four weeks is it's kind of manageable and we've got the masters to watch and yeah. there's plenty of YouTube golf vlogs, things that we can go and watch. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've also got, I've bought uh, Bob Rotella. Have you heard of Bob Rotella? Dr. Who? Bob Rotella, psychologist, golf psychologist. He's got like 12 books out there. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't remember which one I've bought, but it's sat on the, the sofa <laughs> in, in I sort of try and look at it. Um, so I might even try and, try and read that before uh, before we get back but um yeah he's he yeah he's got loads of books out so i was like okay i probably should read this, read this. <laughs> excellent should probably Love go through this um okay well i'm gonna skip over the pros tim because i watched zero golf i know you watched <laughs> zero golf over the weekend um one thing i will say if you are listening to this on all this will get released thursday night friday morning get released friday morning if you are listening to this the l the let ladies european tour right now we're in dubai they're doing the moonlight moonlight classic i think it's called so they are playing under the floodlights which is quite cool i don't know if that's been done in the pros before or not um but that's quite a cool concept but last week i said i think sky sports were streaming some of the ladies tour live this one they 100 percent are it was on today on youtube free to watch so if you don't have sky head on to youtube just search sky sports and the dubai ladies european tour event is on there available to watch live um which i think is good from sky yeah uh, again i just i hadn't i haven't seen it advertised so um which is a shame but the but yeah if so if you want to get some uh, see what golf looks like under the under the floodlights for the pros go and uh, go and have a watch there was um, oh, Charlie Hull played. I was watching it last night. Charlie Hull made. By the way, they're playing. We'll talk about this. Um, should I tease the guest now? I'll tease the guest now. On next week, we've got a guest coming on the show who is currently at this event, and she played in. They've got a pro am on the first two days. Um, it's the Jazzy Golfer. So Sorry. super, exci- <laughs> super excited. Um, I'm just quite excited. I had to, I had to just let that out of the bag. Um, but she's out there now, so it'd be exciting to hear how she did, how she played, how she enjoyed it, how she found that experience as well. So we'll talk to her next week about that. 
Um, but Charlie Hull made every amateur golfer feel normal. She was having a half-decent round. Um, bins her first ball OB, second ball into the bushes, takes a, you know, takes a, an unplayable drop, tries a worldly shot as her, whatever that is, her fourth shot, goes into the lake, drops out of the lake, chips on two putts, walks off, and I think she was like, is that, she looks at her caddy and goes, is that a nine? I was just like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, but she, the one thing that made me, like, kind of smile, even when this was going on, I've never seen someone look so relaxed. And she was just like, oh, okay, well, I'll just go and drop, and I went dropped, and she chipped on, and then she was laughing at the end of the hole. And I was like, I'd be fuming. <laughs> like, to have that level of control is unbelievable. Well, I was about to say, when you, when you talked through her shots, I was like, ah, oh, she's one of us. <laughs> with that reaction, no, she's not. No, she's not. And she's laughing, and she walks on to the next day. And I, I don't think she had a great round, but, like, again, it was just, for me, that's round over. I'm, I'm on a downhill spiral from there. Um, but, no, well worth well worth watching. So I just wanted to give... Uh, give Sky Sports a shout out for uh, putting that on YouTube for free. So definitely go and check that out. Um, what's next? What do we got to talk about? Oh, we've got the question from yeah. from Nathan from last week. So Tim, I'm going to hand this over to you. If you want to like introduce the topic, yep. And then I just want to have a discussion around it and and see what we come up with. So I'm going to let you go. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read out the question that we had, and um, I've been having a few thoughts. I, a few thoughts. I've come up with one suggestion okay. uh, about this. So, um, so yeah, as Chris mentioned, this is from um, a listener and a, and a member called Nathan. So, question: As a new member of a golf club, what is the best way to meet other members? I don't want to be that guy in the clubhouse saying, "Please be my friend." <laughs> uh, don't be that guy uh my club only permits three and four balls to play on weekends which sucks when you don't know anyone so at the moment my only bookings are with the director of golf and the head pro but obviously they're not going to play with me long term so i need to start playing with other members i've asked the club to put me in touch with the other members but they currently don't have any sort of facility to match up players to get games or whatever my plan was to hope that on the first tee there's a two or three ball behind me waiting and i can simply join them um not sure if anyone else has experienced this sort of thing or knows what to do again despite just going into this other than just going to the bar and approaching strangers so um other bit of important information about this is i believe the club that nathan is a member is at is that they do not they either do not allow or they do not have the capability to allow one ball bookings on a weekend. I believe that's the case. I believe that is the case. So you book, he would go onto the system and if you want to book a tee time, it has to be a three or a four ball and you, you fill in the other members that you're playing with. You can't just book in on your own and you can't, if you see a three ball, you can't even just join their three ball, which sounds <laughs> ludicrous to me. But anyway. So this, this got me thinking quite a lot really because the first thing i thought about was what well, oh, i wonder how many people join a club as an individual as opposed to joining with a friend already knowing people that are there or um having been in the area and known for a fact that you're probably going to know someone that's there for example now if i was to guess i would assume that number of people that already know someone at the club or join with friends is probably quite high Mm, I'd imagine uh, so. I assume that people that just join a club um, 
as a complete individual are fairly are fairly rare. Uh, I, if you like the the membership I have, I'm the only person of our group at the moment who has a membership at that club but my, mm. my thing is a bit different because i joined a, a, a cheap kind of points-based membership which just literally allows me to go out and hit and play nine holes quickly on a on a summer evening and that's basically a form of practice to me so yeah that was the purpose of why i do mine um so then i sort of thinking well i wouldn't you know i wonder what other sports there are where you kind of or what other activities you do where you join up to a club completely as an individual um and then hope to meet people through it um and the first one that came into my head was tennis because it's a really um if you move into a new area um it's a brilliant way to kind of meet people in the area get involved with something and tennis at a at a grassroots club level um is really really good at integrating new individuals into the club okay it does it quite in a few ways there's obviously you know there are functions at tennis clubs and they absolutely will be at golf clubs as well in normal times i think this is the other thing i, I was gonna I, I would ask nathan a question back has he joined during the midst of the pandemic because i wonder how many kind of club events like charity nights or quiz nights or um watching sport down at the club for example is happening right now because i think mm. in most clubs that's kind of the given way of introducing yourself to people um, but quite clearly, that's not going to happen right now. But going back to the tennis idea, the thing that most local um, village or town tennis clubs do is they have a club afternoon. Um, and generally what happens is anyone can come down, come down to the tennis club. Um, the all the all you're not No one is allowed to book courts for that afternoon because it's club afternoon. And basically what happens is you come down, however many people are down there, you just kind of say, okay, should we go play doubles, us four? Or let's go play singles, us two. And it's kind of quite a well-established thing in tennis clubs, the, cl- the club afternoon idea. And it's done with the idea of integrating more people into the club, meeting more people. Um, in a lot of cases, it's a, a lot of clubs use it to determine, oh, actually he should be playing in the first this or second league or whatever. This league, or all these kind of things. Yeah. So, this got me kind of thinking. Well, what if you had a similarish setup on a Saturday afternoon at a golf club? Now, obviously, you can't do this in the absolute peak times, which rules out basically Saturday and Sunday morning. You know, Saturday, Sunday morning. Yep, fair enough. That should be for members to book their slots. That's what they pay their money for to go out at those prime times and do their thing. But I do wonder if from twelve p. 12 o'clock onwards or something like that. Can you I stop you, Tim? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm actually going to support you here, mainly because of what people have... There's loads and loads and loads of comments on this. Okay. And one of the one of the things that one of the clubs that someone is a member at does is they do this on a Saturday. Is it a Saturday? Oh, it doesn't actually say Saturday. But they have it. I'm sure he said morning. I'm now trying to scroll back through it. Where they have an hour of tea times blocked out. Yeah. You don't have a tea time booked. That everyone just rocks up. They put a fiver in the kitty, and you just go out with whoever's whoever's there at whatever time and just go. So this is this is a great idea. Yeah, I think this is. I think that guy called it a swindle. I might be. I'm pretty sure he called it a swindle. Um, but it, it doesn't sound like all the clubs are doing it. But it definitely sounds like there's there was two or three people that that mentioned it. So that idea is definitely. I like it. I think that's great. And it 
you know, if you wanted to even take it a step further, because I would also guess that right now nomadic golfing is probably fairly high in that not mm. a huge amount of people are probably going to be contributing, going to be paying the membership fees. So why don't you kind of, I don't know, this depending on how many people you get obviously signing up to it, you could even have it like as a as a mixture of club afternoon and so and almost like open afternoon to say, um, but on the proviso that you can only do it as an individual. Mm. As in you put your name down as an individual. Now look, you might just you might say, okay, I've got another mate who I'd like to bring with me and I'd like, you know, hopefully I'll be in his four ball. Um but ultimately, I don't think that's what it should be about. I think ultimately it should be about getting people just who don't know each other, who've never met each other, just to play around golf together. Because um, ultimately, you know, you might actually find out that you've just joined a club and someone who might have just moved to the area, not signed up yet, but might be considering joining, so it comes down for like an open afternoon kind of things. You know, you you, you kind of really enjoy each other's company. You go, you, you know, you might become mates. And then look, there's another person to join the club. Club's making money. The social side is booming. I think I, I don't think it would be difficult to do at all. Yeah, and I'd, you I'd either agree. do it, you could either do it in the form of, of like on on a website, put your name down, sign up, or or exactly as 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 that guy says in the group, literally just turn up between, yeah. in a two, in a two hour or one hour window on the day, yeah. pop your money in a box or how, however you want to run it, and then just randomly allocate four balls. I think that's that that would be the key for me. I'd want them randomly allocated. Yeah, like everyone who's here, and then it's just random. Otherwise, you still just end up with the same four balls going out week exactly. in week out. So I think as long as it is done randomly, I, mean, I think that's yeah. yeah I um, like it. I think it's a. I'd like to see and hear. Like again, there's quite there is three or four people that have mentioned that. So that's obviously that's obviously going on. And I, and I can speak from experience on this, Tim, because I joined. I can't remember when it was. It was several several years ago now. Um, joined a golf club because literally my the place I was living at the time backed out onto the the golf course. It was wonderful. Um, in a year's membership there, I didn't play in one comp. Didn't meet any really any of the members. Didn't get integrated. Part, and I'll hold my hands up. Definitely partly my responsibility for sure. However, there was nothing in place to actually support getting to meet other members. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. There was nothing. It was joined. Well done. Thank you for joining. See you later. And there was no thanks for oh, the cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was no okay. If you want to go get involved in the comps, go do this. If you want to go do this, if you want to go meet these people. Like there was none of that. And jo- like I joining on your own, I think is a very very intimidating thing. Yeah, definitely. And it, and, it sh- and it shouldn't be right. It absolutely shouldn't be because lots as you said lots of people have done it sure i think the majority will be signing up through oh my mates remember there they invite you you go and join but the more that you can encourage people to communicate to integrate to get into it those people will never leave so what i what i found quite shocking about the thread that was going on was the how do i put this without offending golf clubs the lack of ideas and the lack of things going on that people can actually do. Like one guy put, and I, and I cracked up, I did comment. One guy put, just put your name up on the pin, on the pin board saying that you're looking for a four ball or looking for a group to join. It. I was like, hold up. Do you mean an actual pin, like an actual physical, I'm going to write my name on a piece of paper and stick it on it. Yeah. I was like, 
this is ludicrous. We're in 2020. <laughs> like, what are we still using a pinboard for? This is unbelievable. Who's looking at a pinboard? Um, so it's, it's things like that that I'm like, I do believe it's the club's responsibility. And actually, Nathan messaged me, has, has messaged me since to say, since he asked the question, there does seem to be quite a bit going on, but it's all member-led. So the one particular member has organised a WhatsApp group. One particular member has organised this. And there's lots going on, which I think is great, which I really do think is really good. But for me, a level of it needs to come from the golf club. Like the golf club need to support every new member coming in rather than it relying on a certain member to organise. In my opinion, this is than relying on a certain member to organise something. So, um, but there were some there were some great ideas. Some of the the ideas that came up, like some of the golf clubs have got private Facebook groups, which I think is great. I think that's much more twenty twenty than a pin board, <laughs> which is which is fantastic. Um, but most of them most of them appear they're like oh if i literally there's one guy here when i first joined i literally just joined a three ball and i've been playing with that same three guys ever since and so i think there's a technology issue here with with nathan not being able to do that but um this guy my club runs a saturday and sunday welcome along session where the new members all come to meet each other at the same time which i think is a great idea um one one idea, one thing that I was like, oh, this is almost brilliant, but I'm not so sure on it, was, oh, there's different WhatsApp groups for uh, different standards of golfer. And I was like, so what happens if I'm in one WhatsApp group because I'm a 24 handicapper and then I get better? Do I get geeked out of this one and move up to the next one? I'm like, how does this how does this work? Does this keep us all... Team <laughs> shank. <laughs> I've just been relegated. Oh, this is upsetting. Chris oh, no. White has left the group. In Team Duffer. <laughs> so uh, so i think there's there's it sounds like it's very member-led like pe- members doing lots of stuff to to help which is great i just think there should be more and i'm doing this based on one experience that i've had one which i realize is not a, a huge thing to focus on um and what i'm reading here in the in the comments but if you think about it what what other than financial or, or moving out of the area in terms of reasons why people would leave or, or become a lapsed member of a golf club. Sorry, I'll phrase it the other way. What keeps someone in a club is that the community. Yeah, 100%. That's the number one thing that's going to keep people in clubs and paying subscriptions, paying their fees. And that's for anything. You know, That's for any kind of club. That's what keeps you coming back to certain activities, whatever it be. So it's 100% in the club's interest to be facilitating this. I think the worst thing the club can do is sign up a member and then think, right, brilliant. We've got his money. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll play golf and I'm sure he'll meet some friends or, you know, going back to the interview process. We talked about a few weeks ago. I don't want to get mm. too, because I got a bit angry when we talked about this before. Yeah, we all do, uh, I think. Or of like saying like, oh, that's okay. He's our kind of person. I'm sure he'll fit right in. And then just kind of leaving it at that. Whereas no, I, I, Totally agree. Clubs have got to do more. It's it's their responsibility. They're they're ultimately the ones that want to keep members and mm. make money. You know what? The easiest way you're going to make money is keep people wanting to come to your club. What keeps 100%. people wanting to your club? That their mates are there. There's a community, and it's where they want to be. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I think the more I I would I was having this conversation with someone the other day. I was like, a club could have an average golf course, but an, a thriving community, and it'll be full. <laughs> And I was like, the golf course, of course, is important. The community is, I would say, almost more important because the community is why people will stay. Well, I put it so. I, 
I would go even further and say the the people are more important than the golf club. So yeah. the reason being, like, imagine that um, within our group, our, our golf group, which I think is up to about 20 people now, uh-huh. if we could all be members at the same golf club, right? Yeah. And we were just offered that membership say, right, you guys can sign up to play this course anytime you want. You can play prime time on a Saturday, Sunday. Um, you get subsidized food and drink. We wouldn't, I don't, I honestly think most of us wouldn't be like, oh, but you know, is the course as good as another course? Personally, oh. I'd be, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we go there as a group and play whenever we want every single week, sign me up. It yeah. could be, it doesn't need to be the best course in the world. No, I and I think there's, and and it's been a really interesting thread. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're perhaps not in the group or whatever, please like tweet us or message on the the socials or whatever, um, or get involved in the the conversation in the Facebook group if you are in there. I'd love to hear what clubs are doing to encourage that community. Because, and I mean this in the night. We all get comfortable in like we know people get comfortable in their four balls. I know that, right? But that makes it super difficult for anyone else to join. Yeah. And like for me, I want to meet as many people as possible. Like I want to get more people into this game. I want to, you know, I, I think it. I think it would be it would be great to do a full like random like just every week like have or every once a month it's a random. You, here's your tea time. It's been randomly assigned. You get to meet three new people that you've not met before. How yep. have you not met the people that tee off behind you? Like, yeah. How does that even happen? Like, oh, you might not even know them, and they're teeing off six eight minutes after you. I think that for me is. It's just a bit nuts. So, it's a really good question. I'm I'm pleased that Nathan's now found some ways to get get involved, which is great. Um, I'm pleased that the members at that club have actually taken the responsibility and set up the WhatsApp groups, etc. Um, so I'm pleased with that. It, it it seems that like it's it's clearly if you look at the thread, there's clearly a lot of people in the same issue. There was one guy who was like, "Yeah, this is me. I'm a 24 handicapper, terrified to book in as just a single ball with three people in case they think." That's nuts to be in that situation. Yeah, and I and I think like no one should feel uncomfortable doing it. No. Um but the golf I genuinely feel the club has to create an environment where that's okay. Like where it's expected. No, just book in. No one cares. Like book in, meet three new people, everyone's friendly. But the fear is, and I get it, I totally get it, the fear is you're gonna meet three people who are what we all perceive as the 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 snobby don't really want us to be there in their three ball because that's the three ball that they've had for 20 years. I get it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I bet there is that every now and again, but it, it won't be the majority. Like it won't be the majority. Like we're all, most people who play this sport are normal human beings and we're, and everyone's excited to meet new people. I think it's, it's yeah, I don't know. And you know, and you know what, if you are, let, let's say you are in your very much stuck in your, playing with your regular three ball during whatever time during the week, maybe it's Saturday morning or whatever it is. That's totally cool. There's of no, course. absolutely not a problem with that. Um, I think the golf clubs accept that, understand that, let people do that. Cause obviously the longer a member has been there, they're the longer someone is a, is a member that the more valuable they are to, to your club, sure. you know, they're an invested person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just, just facilitate a different time when, people can sign up and meet people and facilitate that it, it's it's so it's it must be easy to do I, I no doubt about it no doubt about it 
Um, awesome. I, I, yeah, I think this is a good conversation. I think this will be for, forever an ongoing conversation. I don't pretend that we have the answers. I'm just excited to hear what other people have got going on in their clubs. Uh, so that would be that would be fantastic. So uh, yeah, let it, let us know what, if there's something if there's something amazing that we've not that we've not covered that I haven't read off through the thread here that's going on that Very your club much. does. Let us know. Let us know. like I want to know something there we've something. certainly not talked about. Or, <laughs> or forgotten. <laughs> there's a thing called a phone. People use it to call other people. But again, that's like that was one of them. Yeah, they'll they'll introduce you to people. They'll like give them let them have your phone number and call them. That's a super intimidating thing to call like someone you've never met before. Hi, can I come and join your three ball on Saturday? Like, you know that I three guess... ball you've had for about ten years. <laughs> You're going holiday. Together. Can I get in on that? Can I get in on that? Oh, uh, so I just think there's ways that clubs could be facilitating this better. Anyway, uh, it wasn't really a rant. That I feel like I'm hoping that was was that productive. No, I'm not sure it was productive. Passion discussion. Passion discussion. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. This, there's also within this thread came up another thing I talked about the pin board and it was someone else who had joined a club and in their welcome pack they'd been given a, a physical diary and I I, cra- I lost it I was like sorry God. when was the last time anyone used a physical diary <laughs> I was like whatever they've spent on that spend it on getting you integrated into the club <laughs> and, and it'll be better <laughs> um I was like, this is, this is, this is nuts. This is, what, what club is giving a 30 year old a paper diary and being like, welcome to the club. (laughs) I, anyway, anyway, that's, that's a conversation for another day. Anything else you wanted to add to that, Tim? Is that, we, have we covered that? I think that's, I think we've, we've pretty much wrapped that one up to be honest. Yeah. Just to, just to echo what you said, like, please, I mean, last last couple of pods we've had some absolutely brilliant questions set uh, set in that we've kind of um hopefully given at least some semblance of some useful answers to if if not thanks for thanks for kind of allowing us to to ramble for for 20 minutes half an hour and facilitating that that's that's awesome but yeah just keep sending stuff in we love it honestly um and we and honestly we talk about it all week in between <laughs> recording so we really do <laughs> just keep sending it in love getting the messages do get screenshotted and sent on i even had a message from someone it's amazing that you said can we make the foulest saying you know being a foulest a thing someone even sent me a message being like why is ben not coming to this event i wanted to see the foulest meltdown (laughs) i was like i love that people are referring to the foulest meltdown now this is this is fantastic um everyone listening guys as i've said next week we've got the jazzy golfer coming on the show we are super excited. You know we've only had one guest before. I have no idea. That worked quite well with James before. I'm, I'm actually super excited about it. I've no idea how we're going to do. So we will be a four ball uh, with the Jazzy Golfer. What If you guys are listening and you're listening before, I'm going to be recording Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, and you've got questions that you want to know about Jazzy, the Jazzy Golfer, please send them to us. Like we would love to love to hear what you guys want to know, what you'd like to know, whether it's about her journey into the golf world, um, leaving her full-time job, working with like the European tour, ladies, European tour, et cetera, uh, experience playing like whatever, like let us, let us know. She's got a lot of, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I'm not going to quote this now, but she's got a lot of followers on, on the gram and uh, on that. She's recently done some YouTube stuff with Rick Shields as well. 
maybe we can get some inside stories on Rick Shields. That would be um, no, not Rick Shields. Peter Finch. Finchy. Peter Finch. Finchy. Maybe we can get some um, bloody good rep. Bloody. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, any anything that you'd like us to discuss with her, please please let us know. That'd be awesome. Yeah, get excited. Out. Check her on Instagram. So her, her handle on Instagram is just the Jazzy Golfer. Um, as mentioned, she's she's we literally we all follow her. So if you follow any of us, or unfortunately yeah. to follow any of us on Instagram, we all follow her. Um, but by all means, go check her out as well. Go look at her profile, see what she's all about. Um, obviously, give her a follow. Um, watch. If you can watch the check in the event that's going on, we talked about earlier. Um, the Dubai Moonlight Classic. Um, and yeah, just give us a shout out. Anything you kind of want us to ask on your behalf, I think we'll probably be talking to her about exactly that, Chris, how she got into it, um, how she's interesting in promoting golf mm. to new and different audiences. So I think that's something we'll definitely talk to her about. But yeah, go check her out and send, send, us, send us questions, things you want to know. Awesome. Um, and by the way, that was that was set up and I can't, I want to say it was Duncan. Apologies if it wasn't Duncan. Someone commented on one of her posts sharing our podcast. That's how this all um, started sharing some content about, we talked about carrying versus using a trolley. Uh, so thank you, Duncan. I'm sure it was Duncan. Thank you, Duncan for, uh, for sharing the pod with her. Like that's, that's essentially what's led to this. So that's awesome. So thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to leave it there, Timbo. We'll let everyone crack on. Uh, guys, we will catch you next week with the Jazzy Golfer and hopefully the return of Fowlis. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, then please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Uh, if you're not on iTunes, well, okay, you can't leave us uh, a review, so that's fine. But maybe what you could do is screenshot it and share it on your socials and give us a shout out. That would be awesome. Uh, and as always, this show has been brought to you by Sunday Red Golf, the golf club for the hacker, the person that just absolutely loves their golf. Uh, normally, we would have golf days, none in November, unfortunately, due to lockdown. We have events, competitions, giveaways, all kinds of stuff going on. If you love your golf, you want to be part of this, come over to sundayredgolf.co.uk oh by the way timbo we had the, the trip to spain booked next year we're up, i think we're up to like 40 people on that so by the way we, we we've got a trip to spain booked for next year in sunday red golf there's like already like 40 people coming it's gonna be epic uh, i've gone way off topic anyway if you'd like to, oh by the way and if the other the other company this is brought to you by is tourchamp.co so if you would like to find out who the golfer of the year is in your group of mates head on over to tourchamp.co so you can start your own golf league now. Or I was even thinking about doing a little winter league for us, Timbo, maybe even a range, maybe even a little range league, uh, nice. top tracer kind of kind of vibe going and playing courses on that. Anyway, I've gone off topic. If you want to find out who the best golfer in your group is, head on over to tourchamp.co.